Hey everyone, welcome back to this edition of KGUP Presents. I'm your host, Mikey J. Today we have a special treat for you, especially for you truth seekers and conspiracy nuts like myself. We have none other than Donut of Donut Factory. If you like this show, you will absolutely love his. Donut is known for exposing the Illuminati, the pandemic, the alien agenda, the New World Order, the Hollywood elites. He's also a published author and talented video producer. He's had his YouTube channel deleted and has been banned on Twitter, Facebook, Vimeo, and deleted on other social platforms. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Five, four, three, two, one. It's a lie. Is you can hear his music in your elevators, your gyms, your supermarkets. This is all psychological warfare on your brain. The music video is using MK Ultra strobe lighting effects to a point where IMAX theater had to ban it from their theater. And then there's the centralized power that neutralizes everything. The great reset. What are the elites telling us? Well, Vanity Fair, if you go to their website, if you want to subscribe, it says, let the good times roar. The new Roaring 20 starting now. Girl, I'm not going to live till 80. None of us are. You kidding me? We have like 10 years left. It's over for you bitches and then kill us all. YOLO. We should care about the environment, but we're pushing the YOLO culture and the world's going to end. And this is what they're pushing on the children. And we're back. Thanks for watching KGUP Presents. This is episode 14 of season three. So let's bring him on, the man of the hour, the one, the only, Donut. What's up, my guy? Yo, what up? It's <laughs> Donut. That's my tagline. It's super corny, but people like it. So I just roll with it and keep doing it. <laughs> Not yeah, much. It's, 
It totally works, man. I, I, I've been ever since you contacted me because, uh, you know, I did a few shows back and, and you put a comment on, on one of my videos and I was just like, all right, who's this guy? And so, you know, I didn't respond to you right away because I wanted to kind of investigate and, and see what you were about. And then I discovered like, you know, you had dozens of videos and I was just like, oh, this guy's like legit. So I, I watched about 30 of like your, I don't know, you have like 210 videos on YouTube. So, you know, that, that just kind of gives you an idea of how much content is out there that you have. I mean, they're all short videos. So, you know, it's easy to digest. It's very, you know, like to the point. It's not a lot of like dialogue, like some of our like long form podcasts. But I, you know, I love that too. I mean, I just put it into a playlist and then I just kind of like, you know, whenever I fall asleep. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, my uncle taught me in business that the two most like to respect somebody is remembering their name and being on time because time is a valuable asset. That's uh, just what it is. So I like to take all these deep topics that will be like an hour long format usually and yeah. crunch it down into 10 minutes so you get every single thing you need to know and then you can expand on your research yourself from the research that has been presented <laughs> yeah and what i love about you is that you're kind of like you're you, you're not just catering to you know uh, any spectrum you, you're kind of like both sides you you have the style of like mainstream but you're on like you know, this truther side of, of information. So you're delivering all this like, you know, cool stuff that is, that's, you know, about, you know, the, the below the surface, if you, if I could put it that way, you know, you gotta, you gotta be smarter than the machine because the algorithms, you say the wrong word and you have the wrong tonality, the algorithms will take it and remove you. So I had a Facebook channel that was reaching almost half a million subscribers. I'd post a video, it'd get a million views, post a video in 24 hours. And then it got removed, which sucked. But everything happens for a reason. We are all connected to the biggest social media platform. And that's the universe. We live in this biofield where my energy and emotions affect my cat that's sitting right next to me. (laughs) They've done studies on this. They've done studies where they put lie detector machines on plants and just the sight of a cat being startled affects the entire environment. I have my cat right here and maybe he'll join us, (laughs) but we are all affected. I don't even know where I was going with that. No, thank you for the compliments. Yeah. I mean, you had a great direction. I mean, you, you know, I mean, DARPA has definitely been doing a study on, the human condition. I mean, that goes all the way back to like World War II and then like, you know, the Nazis. I mean, all those scientists have been studying the humans for so long. And that's part part of the reason why they advance so far in their technologies, because they use war as kind of like an excuse to like, you know, get prisoners and then they could just run tests on those people because they weren't using their own subjects. I mean, who knows? Who knows what was really going on in the in those, you know, those laboratories. But, um, you know, I mean, that's one of the conversations I was going to have earlier, uh, later on down the road is like, like cloning, because, uh, you know, you have so many d- different topics. And one of the things that's been really fascinating is that uh, I love that cat. <laughs> he just popped in there. 
<laughs> I knew he was going to do it. He loves attention. And yeah. now that my attention's on you, he yeah. gets jealous. <laughs> That's a cat for you. But, but DARPA, uh, like, yeah, DARPA created the internet, right? So DARPA right. created this internet, which was free. It was free because freedom brings innovation. So they allow things to be free for a while. And then once they freedom people build it and become billionaires or whatever, then they consolidate the power, which we see on the internet today. YouTube was created by copywritten material. So YouTube, the whole platform was based off of copywriting videos and uploading them. And all it was all conspiracy theories. What built the internet was conspiracies and porno. <laughs> yeah. And we see Bitcoin going up like crazy, right? That was, I believe, created by DARPA and had a freedom element. But from the research that I'm getting into more deeply, that the internet is controlled. All the internet highways are controlled. You can't, there's no such thing as decentralization from what I'm learning. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I like to have the attitude as I don't know anything. I'm just a little <laughs> stupid human walking around. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. And I guess the greats also said, you know, the beginning of wisdom or whatever is I know, I know nothing. So, right. Well, you had an awesome guest, uh, you know, speaking of um, Bitcoin, you had an awesome guest on, uh, was it last week or? Oh yeah, that guy was dope. I've been watching your videos kind of like out of order. It's like, if I see that red line that I've watched it, I go to the next one. <laughs> that was Jeff Hughes. Yeah. Jeff Hughes. Yeah. He, Dude, he, he was eye-opening. Like, like he had so much gravy that he just like dropped. And I was just like mind blown, you know, the, his, his whole take about, about the, the, um, the blockchain and how it's all connected and how we're, we're kind of like duped into getting involved in this, like, you know, currency that we're, we're almost introducing the, the currency of the new world order voluntarily. I mean, like, like, like you've said in many of your, your videos, like they just put the stuff out there and we, we take the bait and it, that's what it looks, it's looking more like, like this whole like Bitcoin currency. It's it, this new Bitcoin is the, the new world order, you know, currency. And we're just, taking it you know hook line and sinker yeah i mean the research the cryptocurrency is such a rabbit hole that you keep going down deeper and deeper like the internet created by darpa and it was freedom and it was amazing and it still is amazing to an extent and the bitcoin that could have been created by darpa as well i mean all the fingers point to that it just seems like i think the PayPal mafia created it and Elon Musk and these cryptocurrencies aren't for us. They're looking way ahead. Mm -hmm. The Illuminati plan things in 111 years through centuries. We're not going to be existing. So everything that's being rolled out now isn't for us. It's for a hundred years from now. And it's for all the AI robots, the fourth industrial revolution. And that dude, Jeff Hughes, he was been really pushing me to study about this crypto constellation and the tag is DAG, D-A-G. I guess the guy is followed by Obama follows him on Twitter. And it's like, really? why does the CEO, why is he followed by Obama? Like out of everybody and just weird things like that. Um, so 
yeah, I suggest everyone go check out that video. It's really good. Yeah, that's part of like their whole plan is like, you know, they don't do things without letting the public know. So their intentions are visible to the naked eye. You just have to be aware of what you're seeing because they, they just put that out there and, you know, it's they leave it up to you to make the decision not to believe it, which is why, like, you know, us truthers, we always notice the little little comments that the the uh, news broadcasters you know they, they make these like little slips but they're not really slips they're they're required to put that information out there and we're the ones that are deciding to believe the other the the, the other you know of what they're the, believe the lie versus the truth so it, it's just amazing that yeah. so many people These are sleeping all the journalists on Fox and CNN and whatever mainstream news article is just ma information management. They're just managing information for the zombies. I mean, we hear so much about zombies, the CDC pushing zombies, fear of the walking dead, zombie cultures push so heavily. Are they mm -hmm. preparing for zombies to actually come take over? Or is it because they're already here? Like everybody yeah. is a zombie, even including myself. There's so many things. That's why I'm I, I'm not people are like, oh, we're fighting against the new world order or whatever. I don't fight against anything because yeah. it's hard enough for me to wake up in the morning and just stick to a routine. How am I going to tell anybody what to do or how to live if I can't even be in control of my own actions? <laughs> if like if I, I have my cell phone and I always put it, at, let's say, in my right pocket, if I want to switch it up and put it in my left pocket, it's going to be hard because I don't know. Change, I guess, comes from the self and I believe in freedom. I just want freedom so I can express myself. I wish I can make videos and express myself authentically. There's a healing process for at least my personality type to just be able to say whatever I want and I'm not allowed to and other people aren't allowed to. This whole political correctness is just mind control because now right. I'm like, I don't want to say this to offend someone. So you have to think about it instead of just vocalizing exactly how you feel. And it's just, uh, I think political correctness is mind control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, everything that we do, I mean, we're, you know, like we have jobs and, you know, I have a job, but you know, it's like, I have one foot in truth and the other foot is in, in this like blue pill, deep sleep. And I go to work and I'm listening to everybody's conversations and they're just spouting off what was on the news and like all this political stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I can't really say what I really feel because I would just get fired, <laughs> you know, because it goes against the mainstream and I'm in a mainstream reality. And yet <clears throat> the reality is they're they're the ones that are still in a dream state. And it's uh, it, it, you know, I, I really want to get out, but I don't have any other avenue of like getting out of that that job line because because I don't know how long it's gonna it's gonna last before they start forcing these these uh, mandates and then um, I'm gonna my back is against gonna be against the wall and I'm gonna have to make a decision and I'm just gonna have to like I'm gonna I'm gonna be there as long as it, it, it's humanly possible I'm gonna make them fire me before they put anything into my body you know well, you'll have the universal basic income like everyone else. So you <laughs> well, 
if fine. they fire me, I mean, I, I'm going to be eligible. You know, that that's the <laughs> the the plus of it all. <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's uh, I, uh, it's I haven't had a real job in eight years. I've been doing video production. I worked for a alternative news station for eight years. And all we talked about was religion, politics, money, the three topics you're not supposed to talk about at the family <laughs> dinner. I've been yeah. kicked out of a lot of family dinners and I don't get emotional about it, but people will get emotional uh, and I can't hang out with a lot of people in group settings because I'll bring up stuff like it's nothing. I could be a little desensitized. I know this because I've worked in the news field, right? News. Yeah. I'm just sick of the news. It's just monetized terror is what I like to call it because these networks, CNN or whatever, YouTube took over all the news stations back in 2017 or something where they put them at the top. But it used to be, that's why I used to see truth channels with millions of views. And now they're all little, they get deplatformed mm -hmm. or they only have a few, like 30,000 subscribers or whatever. But the news, it desensitizes me at least, and that's monetized. So if there's some sort of uh, horrific event that happens, these big corporations profit off of it. Not only do they profit off of it, profit off of the horror, they profit off of the corporations that sponsor it, which is Big Pharma, and they also use that fear to control people because we are in this biofield. We have a bioenergy and they understand this to a science esoterically, mm -hmm. metaphysically or whatever, or just scientifically. I don't know the word for it, but when they keep us in fear, that's how they control the population. And we can see how fearful everyone was. Everybody was even me, everybody. No, it doesn't matter who you are. You oh, were yeah. going to go through some sort of, cause it was we in strange times. And that fear is the way to control people. So. Right. Yeah. Last year when, when the lockdowns first happened, you know, I, I was watching a bunch of like truth stuff and, you know, I, was watching what was happening in China back in like January before it got to, you know, Amer North America. And so I had this like anticipation of it actually happening. And I was telling people at my work, I'm like, you know what, you need to go grocery shopping because there is going to be something big is going to happen. And everybody was like, nah, that, that's just, you know, a bunch of conspiracy theory. And I'm like, well, all right, whatever. I warned you and you know, we, I went grocery shopping before and I stocked up and, and then one of my coworkers is like, yeah, dude, you were right. You know, I mean, they, I, how did you know? I'm like, well, my eyes are open. I just, I don't watch just mainstream news because they're not there to inform you. They're there to just tell you what you are meant to hear. And there is other avenues like, like, you know, after the lockdown happened and I was like, I hadn't listened to Alex Jones in about three years. Cause I, I got tired of like his bantering and just, just, you know, this drama because I was like, you know, there, there's gotta be something, you know, there's some kind of mind control. He's, he's controlled opposition. And there, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take half of what he says and I'm going to take half of what the mainstream media is saying. And I'm going to like meet in the middle. And so when they said there was going to be a lockdown and, and like, you know, you know, he was saying that the, he was going to declare martial law, that Trump is going to de declare martial law and they were going to close the borders. And I was like, 
oh shit so we're gonna have some sort of lockdown <laughs> we need to get out of here because i don't want to be in california when this goes down and in all this shit so luckily we got out of there we left the state you know like three weeks in and uh that, that was like the best decision i ever made because it never really turned back to normal even now with you know all this all the venues are open we can go to concerts again it's it's you're really not free you're still having to wear a muzzle and some places are requiring the you know proof of vaccine and you know i'm just like i, I just don't want to succumb to all that we got liberty which is different from freedom liberty if you're a kid i learned this from jordan maxwell who is a great researcher as well that liberty is like your dad saying giving you the keys to go drive the car you're have the liberty to take the keys and drive the car because he's allowing you to have the keys but you don't have the freedom to take the keys whenever you want and drive it and even the word freedom is like free dumb dumb like that goes into you're free stupid (laughs) yeah it's it's it goes into like a whole nother thing i need to do my deep research on that i'm not an expert on yet (laughs) yeah but uh like you said alex jones um he has Max Kaiser on a lot talking about the crypto. Max Kaiser works with the KGB. So it's. I remember his conversations with him. Yeah. yeah. But I got into Alex Jones back in 2008 or 2007. I was living in Sedona, Arizona, which is a small town where uh, piercing through the veil of illusion. Michelle Gibson. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah interviewed she she lives out there and this guy this old dude he this guy was a like he was a woke (laughs) and he gave me endgame which is an alex jones documentary and it just it exploded my mind i was into politics as a kid listening to punk questioning authority whatever you know how the rebellious face right and I forgot about it and kind of dumbed myself down with addiction and pot and <laughs> all that stuff. And uh, he gave me this DVD Endgame, and it just just rewoke me out into reality again, in a sense. And then I remember listening to him in 2012 when I moved to California, mm-hmm. and I was so into conspiracy theories and just the truth but it wasn't my career i was pursuing music video career i wanted to make music videos and movies and i was pretty successful in that field it's just that when the lockdowns happen i was like nobody's talking about this i'm gonna start talking about it and i built a lot of traction and i just continued nice yeah i i I kind of mirror your awakening. It was around 2007, 2008 when I discovered um, Alex Jones and like the early, um, you know, other truthers back in, back in those days. Cause you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people like speaking truth. I mean, there was some documentaries, there was like some very, um, uh, you know, edited videos like talking about nine 11 and, that kind of introduced me to all that stuff and like learning about, you know, John F. K. Jr. and how he he was murdered before, you know, the the 2001 election or 2000 election in which he, you know, George Bush, George W. Bush was set up to run against um, Al Gore. 
but originally it was going to be John F. Kennedy Jr. and how, you know, all that stuff was so very interesting. But, you know, that was around the time of my early awakening and, and you know, learning about John Bern, uh, um, Bernays. Bernays, what was his first name? Um, about propaganda, you know, back in oh, the... Oh, yeah, like, Bernays. Edward yeah, Bernays. Edward Bernays. But, you know, he wrote that book in 1923 and then he wrote another book about propaganda in the, the 40s. So all that stuff was like, okay, well, everything that we're watching on television is about mind control. It has nothing about giving you information and, and informing you about the realities of this world. It's about painting what they want you to see. So, and, and that, that was like part of my whole journey. And um, uh, <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but, um, you know, that was just part of my road of like coming to, to today. So it's just been a slow drip of awakening. So, <laughs> yeah, the Edward Bernays wrote that book, Propaganda. He was the nephew of Freud, who invented pretty much the whole psychoanalysis field of, you know, the subconscious mind. And from, I don't know, there's a show called Freud. I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix. No, no. It's hella good. It kind of goes into, I, I know that they stole all the information from that, from mm -hmm. Michael Tessarian in his research, who does the Unslaved podcast. But Freud, the whole show is about how there's these assassins who are hypnotized to be assassins. And that goes into the whole Manchurian candidate and mind control and Freud being, you know, part of this whole mind control system in a sense, learning the subconscious and Carl Jung, said the psyche a lot, right? We think psyche's in our head or mind, but psyche in that term actually means our soul. So the way I look at mind control is actually soul control. They're just trying to control your soul to do yeah. whatever they want. And this kept on advancing this whole spiritual thing, but now it's behavioral mind control, like Pavlov's dog. So Facebook, the way it dings, we start salivating for <laughs> likes in right. building this narcissistic society that we live in. If we go back in time, it was probably only the kings and queens who had the narcissistic personality disorder, which ended up in a war through envy. But now everyone is a narcissist everywhere we go. And <laughs> <laughs> right, especially in California. And we all have narcissism. But the scale of narcissism is the scale of the ability to not feel feelings. So when we have feelings, it is ourselves. It's our true selves. Our mm -hmm. feelings are, are who we are. So the narcissists don't have feelings. They move away from the feeling and it's all mechanical. I've been doing a lot of research on narcissism lately. Yeah. And I think that there's a huge healing that has to happen in society as of now. So I'm just working on that with myself because not only is people are people hidden from their emotions, which is hidden from the self through big pharma drugs, let's say, or just numbing out or just trying to survive in this world that the feelings like we need to have these these suppressed i'm murdering this right now sorry but <laughs> the i'm just trying to put it all together in my head but there 
we're a suppressed society. We have suppressed feelings and we all want power. So we're hungry for power. And the image worship of our profile pictures of who we are, I'm donut, I'm the best, whatever, you know, that's all ego. And even me wearing the suit and whatever, it's ego and image, right? Dude, we're all living it, bro. <laughs> we're all we're all living it. And so I'm, I don't know where I'm going, but it's now behavioral mind control and they have AI algorithms in these apps and the mind control is so deep. It's, it's crazy with there's people protesting against these apps for neuro protest or something. I don't remember, but it, these apps are mind controlling us in a oh, simple yeah. sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You were, I was just like, picturing all these things that kind of like relate into my personal life. Cause you know, I got friends that, you know, cause I lived in Hollywood, you lived in Hollywood. And, and so that, that is like very egotistical narcissist like land. I mean, everybody's like wanting to make it because no one goes to LA just to, you know, just to absorb the, the, the beauty of the land. I mean, people are there to become stars. And let's be honest, like I have friends who, who went there to become stars. And so I know their mentality. And so whenever they, they become friends with me and then they kind of diss me later on down the road, I, I know why they're doing it. And it's because I understand their mentality. So I don't take it personal. It, you know, we've been conditioned through our entire lives to act this way, to act narcissistic, to be the ego and to have everything you know, like, Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. And, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of a victim of that, you know? Um, cause I, I put on this like whole show when I lived in LA, I had like this music awards program and, you know, and I was promoting music artists, but really in reality, and I, I would sit in the background and I didn't want to be on camera and stuff, but in reality, it was about my ego. It was something that I wanted to create. I wanted to do. And it, it was something that made me feel good that, I wanted to be a part of this whole Hollywood scene and, and, you know, project my, like, look what I did, you know? So I get it. So when, when someone acts crazy, you know, it's like, it's like a part of me is acting crazy too, because I, I, I understand that, that whole mentality. So I don't take a personal. <laughs> well, you know how I like to talk about Illuminati and secret societies. Yeah. Some weird things happened to me when I was in California that made me like, I was listening to Jordan Maxwell a lot. I was listening to Professor Griff as well, even though I'm Jewish, but I still like listening to his <laughs> old lectures or whatever. Uh, and I don't, I don't even know where he stands on that, but I like information. I don't care who it is. I'm going to get information anyway. And I'm waiting for someone to do a conspiracy video on me. I don't know why no one has done it yet. I, <laughs> I YouTube it every day. I'm like, come on what the heck <laughs> but when i was living out there i'm aware of symbols this is what i'm interested in but i'm working on music videos and worked for narcissists out there in hollywood and whatever in the music industry no one huge but they were connected into these huge environments and they all turned ultra religious they all turn super evangelic or whatever that word is or they just turn really religious when they used to be gangsters or whatever, because there is some, it's a spiritual warfare going on. And 
there's a lot of satanic elites out in Hollywood. Even where George Lucas's studio is built, the Presedo, wherever in California, that's where there was this military complex run by the one of the guys um, who run his own Church of Satan or whatever. And he was part of psychological warfare for the U.S. military, whatever. So it's just super satanic there. <laughs> and... So seeing all these symbols and all this thing, this was during when Michael Jackson was being arrested. And I'm like, I don't think Michael Jackson did it. He cared about kids. He even was speaking out against Illuminati maybe in his last video, which was like, they don't care about us, which was like a Tupac song. But there was these guys that were like, yo, we got Michael Jackson's drawings because they had like, I don't know why they had it, but they had it. And there was all these drawings of like little kids naked that he would draw. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not or whatever, but this is just what they were. So I'm all this weird stuff's happening. And then I lived right next to where pretty close down the street from Six Flags Magic Mountain, mm -hmm. where this is when Fast and Furious guy got in the car crash and died. Oh, uh, Paul. Paul Walker. Um, Paul Walker. Yeah. So he died in this car crash right up the street from my house. And I was like, wow, oh, that's interesting. I should go film it. Uh, no, whatever. I was trying to get sober, stay sober. It was just a, a weird part of my life, but I couldn't stay sober. So I'd go to the bar every day to go drink and whatever. And I was at the bar and there was all these people partying and I was friends with this girl and she was like, yo, all these people here are part of secret societies. You know about the secret societies? And I was just all like, and I kind of got nervous and it kind of triggered a little paranoia because of the movie Endgame. And once you get awakened to some red pill truth, you kind of get paranoid and freak out. But I'm so like advanced from that, that I don't even care anymore or desensitized maybe. But they're celebrating. Why are they celebrating? And she's all like, because they have the footage of Paul Walker's death and they sold it for millions of dollars to some news agency or something like that. So wow. just stuff like that made, and I never made videos really about that on my Patreon. I did, but it just weird coincidental things like that happen in my life quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So how did you get started? Um, getting involved in like exposing the Illuminati. Cause you, you know, you talk about Britney Spears, Eminem, Tom Hanks, you know, Kanye West, little Nas X, the Kardashians, Jay-Z, Beyonce, all of the famous like Disney celebrities. Um, what, what's your take on, on like why they're, they're so important for you to like talk about and expose and like, what do they all have in common? <laughs> well, first of all, I grew up, listening to underground hip-hop yeah i made videos for a lot of underground hip-hop artists growing up i listened to it i also liked underground like the punk scene as well growing up and i wanted to make music and make movies and stuff and i hated mainstream i just don't like the mainstream never liked it i feel everyone you. liked it and i always felt like an outcast and then as i get older and learn more I'm like, oh my God, like all my feelings I had as a young kid are all true today. Like 
they this is all corporate bs and all secret society symbolism i'm learning about all these secret society symbols from jordan maxwell videos to sarian videos all these different videos and then i'm seeing it everywhere i go i'm like oh my god look at this oh look at this little nas x got 322 this dude's gonna be coming out as some satan worshiper and then seriously like a year later he's known as uh the lucifer lover guy and i i think it's just a series of events throughout my life that just got me interested in i'm interested in the truth i want to know the truth i find it fascinating the right. what, what we're not told we're not told in school we're not told in school about nasa i like your flat earth map by the yeah, way yeah thanks <laughs> we're, we're not told about anything in school we're not told about tataria in school we're not taught about nasa being a nazi corporation we're not taught about the illuminati yeah they don't teach us this stuff even though it's party history and it, there's there's so much evidence to suggest that it goes back hundreds of years you know it, it's crazy but um going back to celebrities um i mean did you ever feel like you know doing this was going to cut you off from that that part of the world or or were you at that point where you were so awake there was no way of going back because you know it's kind of like flat earth once once you discover that the earth is flat you can never go back and and pretend that this world is a spinning globe you know flying through infinite space at 93 million miles an hour and it's just total bullshit i mean how can you believe that when you know that we're not moving <laughs> well do you mean like in the sense of if I expose Illuminati celebrities and I won't be able to work in an industry like that or like, right. Like you won't be able to work with like these famous artists if they needed a video and yes. you have the capability of doing it. And you're yes. like, yeah, they're not going to want to work with me. Even <laughs> if I didn't expose them, there's this movie called a Bronx tale. Robert De Niro's in it. Um, it's a like gangster movie. I don't know if you ever seen it. Yeah, I've seen Bronx it. And there's this scene where he loves baseball and he's crying. He's like, oh, Mickey Mantle didn't win. He was crying. And then the gangster, Sonny, I think, I don't know who his name was, but he's like, why do you care? Is he paying your rent? Is he doing this? Why do you care about this person? Like, is he doing this? And then he's like, I never looked at baseball the same. And it became like a hustler. I yeah. look at the world like that. Like, why do I care if I'm like exposing these Illuminati celebrities? They're not going to want to work with me, number one, because they only work with each other. They, you have to be part of that secret club. And they never invited me to the secret club. I lived in California and I, I've always had a lot of friends, always mm -hmm. popular, always had friends. But when I lived in California, it took a whole year to make a friend. And everyone in California, I don't even talk to today. And I lived yeah. there for like five years. And so I, it's, I, I, I don't care. I feel like what I'm doing is tighter than what they're doing. I watch their movies and listen to their music. I'm like, I could do a better job. Yeah. Especially with the budget and connections that they have. So I don't know. I've always, I never, I never wanted to be part of it. Yeah, I, I totally feel that because I've been in circles where, you know, I have had every opportunity to work with some of these agencies. Like I, 
I met all these like major uh, talent scouts. Like we had a big dinner party and, you know, there's about 20 agents and they all worked with all the major record labels. And I, I just didn't have a good feeling. And how, I mean, I guess I could have just subjected myself and accepted all this money to promote what I was doing and then completely changed my, my awards program. But it was really designed for independent artists because I couldn't stand mainstream. I didn't want to be a part of me. Like I was one of the very first things I ever did was join Grammy 365. And I was a part of the whole, you know, recording Academy, but after volunteering and like setting up the very first, um, you know, Grammys, I, I just felt like, there's no way I'm ever going to be a part of this, this group because I'm not the part of their lineage. And so I kind of like detached myself. I mean, I still went to events and I met people, but it was kind of like, because I had friends that wanted to go to events. And so I was like, okay, I'll go, you know, but I I was never a part of that whole group because I, I didn't belong to this like bloodline and you know i didn't come for money i you know i struggled to do what i was doing and you had this like tiny internet radio station that you know promoting these nobodies <laughs> so yeah so it was easy to to step away I mean, it, it took me a long time to like really speak out against all this stuff that's happening in hollywood that's just part of this whole you know basically what you're doing you know I fell in love with filmmaking and all that by Mm -hmm. having a video camera. So I'd make my own little movies as a kid in elementary school. And I fell in love with filmmaking and it wasn't, I fell in love with these people making their movies and stuff. I fell in love with the art itself. So I, I don't know. I never wanted to be part of the awards or anything like that. It's, Honestly, I wanted to be a comedian my whole life and I had stage fright. So as a young <laughs> kid, so I was like, I can make comedy videos and I don't have to go in front of a stage. Yeah. But today, I like being in front of a stage because I overcame that fear. Nice. Overcame a lot of fears. <laughs> yeah. The perfect time when, when comedy has just been destroyed, like you can hardly find any comedy like right before right around the end of 2020 like there was all this comedy stuff like just coming out of nowhere and then as soon as 2021 came along the comedy like stuff just disappeared like completely and like it was just canceled it's really weird this whole transition like I, i don't know what it what that's about you just connected a lot of dots for me because comedy and laughing heals you it heals sickness it boosts your immune system laughing if i get sick i just watch funny tv shows or movie and or comedians and i'll feel better within like a day or a couple hours maybe so i think some dots that just got connected you talking about that because they did they canceled all the comedians and comedy and now it's politically incorrect to be a comedian (laughs) yeah but comedy keeps you healthy and they got rid of comedy in a lot of sense and the comedy is not even funny like after i watch old the same old tv shows that are funny (laughs) 
Yeah, we do that here too. Like we like we watched the old '70s show. You know, before they took away the office off of Netflix, we were watching that every night. Watched it every night. I have a theory about the office because I'm the biggest office fan. You can do my office trivia. I love the office. <laughs> I watch it every single night, every single morning. I live by it. And in my Illuminati book I wrote because of how much I love the office so much is how I understood the other TV programs and what TV programs are used for their digital friends, because I'd go home by myself. I was lonely. I was working 16 hours a day at a job and I hated it. And I'd yeah. go home and I'd watch the office and it's the only thing that made me feel better. And, it was, and the reason I think it is, is because of we want friendships and companions. So these digital people that are real, become our friends and this whole lockdown everybody's watching these shows all the shows are about modern family friends everything's about a community of people the new girl it's all like a community of people and i like watching these shows i'm not saying like you shouldn't watch it it's evil or anything i'm just saying on a bigger level of mind control that there are these digital friends that you have that aren't real and the office, what's so great about it is that everyone's smiling the whole time. So I, you can watch the office, not even on audio and you'll uh -huh. laugh because it zooms in and they're smiling. Jim's known to do that smile at the camera. Yeah. It's constant smiling. And I don't <laughs> know. I love Michael Scott. I love Dwight. Dwight be dropping truth bombs. But Dwight isn't Dwight in real life because if you I follow him on Instagram, I had to unfollow him because uh -huh. he just posted all this propaganda that I was just like, what are you doing, Dwight? <laughs> this yeah, isn't the Dwight I know. Because they're all spokespeople for the, the New World agenda, you know. Who's your yeah. favorite character? Uh, probably Dwight in, in, in Michael Scott, definitely. Like if it wasn't for those two, I don't think it would be that funny. I know? go through, I've, I've watched it so many times. I'm seriously obsessed that it started with Michael Scott and then I got sick of Michael Scott and then I liked Dwight and then I liked Andy. And so, and so it always changes every time I watch it. And I like Angela too. I think Angela's <laughs> funny. Yeah. You know, I, part of the, you know, this is my own conspiracy, but I, I think there, because there's a lot of relationship building in that show that they want to desensitize us from being in relationships that they had no problem removing that from, you know, the world and just putting it on a program where you had to pay for it to get it. And they or, took and, it off Netflix. That's probably a conspiracy in itself. Yeah. Cause you know, even Hulu, like, like we like to watch, uh, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's my favorite show. <laughs> it's always sunny in it, the office. And it's so irritating after one watching it for one episode, it'll like switch off to some other like, you know, Handmaid's Tale or uh, Law and Order. I'm like, where the, where the hell is this coming from? We don't want to watch this bullshit. I mean, Handmaid's Tale is one of the most depressing you know, shows I have ever witnessed. Like we, we started watching that a couple of months ago and we're like, we can't watch this. It's depressing. It's too real. 
you know, it, this is what the world is going to turn into is this whole handmaid's tale bullshit, you know, where people are going to be chosen to, to procreate this new world that's coming, you know, and, and that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I love It's Always Sunny and they got an organic start and they built it on their own by hard work in right. the office as well. The office was a flop when it came out. And then Michael Scott became famous, I think, after the 40-year-old virgin. And then it oh, like, yeah. became famous. And that was uh, Ricky Ricky Gervasi or what? Gervasi? Ricky. The guy who went to the Global Awards and called everyone out for being friends with Epstein. Oh, Ricky Gervais? Gervais he created The Office. I, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure what? he did. Yeah, it was like the he, London version or He's whatever. the host of Union of the Unwanted, right? I think so. But I think he created The Office. And then The Office took Whoa. that and made an American version because it was like an English version, an American version or whatever. Oh, no way. I didn't freaking know that. Yeah. And they are even <laughs> an episode where he's in it. All these two are going to be like, oh, what are you, you're in conspiracies. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even think that's a conspiracy or anything, but I'm, it's I'm just, terrible at names. Me too. I If you tell me a celebrity name, I'll be like, I, I don't like, know. Like I worked in music and people would like, you don't know this so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm like, no, it's like they're, they're like super famous on Motley Crue. I'm like, I don't, I, I like music. Doesn't mean that I know the people who made it. What's your, what's your favorite? <laughs> it's always sunny episode. Oh God. Um, there's so many. I especially like the one where they they had the whole court hearing inside the bar when when the bird law. <laughs> yeah, the bird law, and when uh, Frank hit, um, uh, I can't think of his name, but he was sitting in the car and he had yeah, a bowl of cereal. The F word. <laughs> oh no! Oh, the where they yeah they crashed the car and yeah and the cereal yeah. It's so is that the one where they do the court in the bar and yeah. they go against science? Yeah. So like sciences, they're all dumb bitches or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Scientists are sometimes wrong, bitch, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> I love comedy is smart. And I like Monty Python comedy as well. I'm not sure if you ever got into Monty Python. I I never really got into it. I watched it because everybody said, you know, you need to watch that. And I just never really got the humor, you know? I, yeah. It was so just hard for me to get, understand. It's the smart humor. Like, It's Always Sunny is smart. The Office is smart. South Park is intelligent humor. And, and people think it's stupid. But Beavis and Butthead, right, is written by a guy who was going to be a rocket scientist. Yeah. Mike yeah. Judge, he's an intelligent guy. And he made Beavis and Butthead. And I love Beavis and Butthead. And everyone thought it was stupid, but it was really, really smart. He was showing what was happening to America. <laughs> and then he yeah. made idiocracy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's true about Hollywood. I mean, they, they reveal all the truths are, that are going to happen or about to happen. And, you know, it's just like the Simpsons. I never really liked the Simpsons, but, <clears throat> and, you know, they call it predictive programming. Like, you know, they're going to tell the future. But, you know, all those guys are all in the know. They know exactly what's going to happen 33 years from that that time. You know, all of this symbology, all the the new the, the numbers are there 
put in place that's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and at this time period for this reason. And it, all the numerology works out to, you know, in their favor. And they don't care that people discover it. They can just deny it, you know, and they do it every freaking day. It's part of the black magic. So they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. It's part of the black magic ritual. And also it's a psychopathic trait as well, where the psychopaths, like I told you what I'm doing and your guys aren't standing up and you're allowing me to, uh, exactly do whatever I want to people and no one's standing up to it. I told you in these movies that are going to do it. And also the office is written by a lot of the Simpsons writers. So maybe you would like some of the Simpsons episode, but the, the connection to those Simpsons writers going to the office, but then they went into another show. I think it was upload. I don't know, but there's a ton of predictive programming in that as well. Wow. Yeah. So I think I, I was like going to follow the paper trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun to, to look up this stuff and, and find evidence to support all this, you know, conspiracy theories, you know, um, I, I when I, we first started the show, I was going to bring up cloning because, you know, a lot of truthers like to bring up cloning and, you know, they talk about, you know, the evidence suggests that cloning exists today, even though the, the federal government detached itself back in 1997 under uh, Clinton, but uh, the cloning experiments go all the way back to like 1938 and around the time that Hitler invaded Poland and we, we started having all these scientists do all this research and stuff. But um, what's your take on like genetic cloning and celebrities? And do you think that's a thing? And like, why, why are celebrities even involved in this, this whole cloning, you know, conspiracy in the first place? Sure. Well, the way I look at cloning right now in my head, what pops up is Epstein's Zorro Ranch. He had a ranch and this is where he harvested clones out of cows, uteruses or whatever. So humans growing out of these cows for the elites and then they take them out and then they'll have a liver or something for the elites. And I mean, these people live to like 110 years old you know yeah and they're old and they're not healthy looking and they're still right. like and they're in wheelchairs and they're all old and they're still living like what the heck so I, cloning is absolutely real clinton when he said we're gonna not do cloning except for in the private sector and we advise you not to do it anymore he just says we we say that you shouldn't do it but they didn't stop it right and then george bush was said i'm gonna end this but he never signed it and ended it like so the cloning stuff hasn't stopped the military the government is decades advanced in technology so my little android smartphone that can see all the stars and whatever they had this technology with phones decades ago so yeah. when we had our little razor phone remember the flip razor phone Mm -hmm. They had these advanced smart iPhones at that time. So there's so much more advanced than we are. They're all have, they're all connected to the, the Borg and Elon Musk is revealing, Oh, we're working on the Neuralink and Grimes and Lil yeah. Uzi Bird are going to be the first ones to get it. Well, they've already gotten it. Like they've already had these chips in them over 10 years ago. And they're just rolling it out slowly for the public to digest. And I think this whole Tataria thing, 
that I never knew about until last month. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my friend told me about it and I was just like, oh, whatever. And just moved on. Uh-huh. And it makes sense that we were already this advanced, even more advanced because how, I mean, we are, we all have the phones, computers. This is uh, from the history. They tell us forever. <laughs> we never had computers and stuff. So, and right now we all use computers really good. Kids come out and they're like two years old playing video games on an iPad. We adapted so fast to technology. And it just makes me feel like we've had our DNA already had this technology for a long time. Right. It, you know, it, it's really naive to think that the military or the government's going to release information to us in real time that they're going to expose everything as they discover it to the public. I mean, they, they do their own research and they do their own tests for, for decades before they slow drip it to the American people. And, you know, in these corporations, I mean, that run everything, they're the ones that like, kind of like they, they put people in place, kind of like Elon Musk, how, you know, he came from nothing. He was like almost poverty stricken. He got his wealth from, you know, the emeralds of South Africa I mean, that, that's probably a made-up story in that he was given this whole role and then created this story. And then you know, who knows what happened in between then and now and how he got to where he is today. I mean, he could be a part of that whole cloning, uh, you know, conspiracy, you know. So we, back we to like know. that whole cloning stuff, the reason they will do it makes sense for celebrities mm-hmm. and politicians because Michael Jackson, let's say, he's really famous. And let's say he's all like, man, F the government, F this, F that. Well, they can just kill him and use his clone and make billions and billions of dollars. Because these artists aren't just themselves independent. They're run by corporations like Nike, etc. Right. You know, They're, it's big business and it's all connected to big pharma and big business and all that and narcissistic culture with the beauty products. The narcissism is so interesting because, um, what narcissism is in the hookup cult, right? We, everybody hears about hookup culture. Everybody's having sex with everybody and just, or whatever, at least that's what we're told. But, Mm -hmm. and they're promoting that and they're promoting it because they want to ruin the family unit, the depopulation, promote abortion and plan B pills or whatever it is, and just be desensitized to it. And this started through that 111 year process of the Victorian age where they didn't do this to drug, sex and rock and roll and the hippies and free love to today with pharmaceutical drugs and twerking and Grammy award winning songs for all the children to see of aroused genitalia is like the number one thing trending. And the reason this whole ties into narcissism isn't because people are having a bunch of great sex and we're all missing out because these narcissists, they are obsessed with their image to the point where they'll do body modifications and change their body. We see Nicki Minaj or whatever. They do all the fake implants and guys mm-hmm. take steroids to look bigger. 
and what it is, it's covering up their sexual impotency because they can't actually have good sex because they are narcissistic. So they have a lack of feeling and to have good sex, you have to be intimate. You have to be connected to feeling you have to love someone. And right. the only way to love someone is you have to love yourself. So all these narcissists obsessed with their image going on the dating profile and seducing women or seducing men, they they're betraying them because at the end of the day, when they get them in bed, they can't perform the act of. Right. Because they're used to looking at an image. Yeah, they can't perform it. And that's why they could take a Viagra or whatever. And all the rappers talk about that. Oh, it's weird. But I find that so fascinating, you know, because so now they're they're insecure and they hate themselves and they're narcissistic. And then just a normal person like me, I'm like, oh, man, I don't have as many muscles and I'm not as attractive or whatever. And then that can bring insecurity to a point that someone will start taking steroids so they can look that image but it it's all backwards like because yeah. the whole love comes from loving the self and that's how you can give love it's i don't know i think that's fascinating it's something that's been on my mind and that did you major about. in psychology because that that was like pretty deep and like pretty accurate i'm know? i just finished reading alexander lowen's book on narcissism and wrote a 13 page essay seriously like two days ago and made a video that i'll release eventually it's on the patreon wow so i just have all this information in my head right now but my my grandfather who i never met he have you seen the movie girl interrupted uh that's with yeah was that with when when no writer or um Probably. I've never seen I, it. I, I can't remember. I, I, I think I saw it a long time ago. I've never seen it. So I don't know what it's about, but I know it's a true story. And the girl who was interrupted, I guess the girl who's crazy in it, her therapist was my grandfather in real life. Oh, wow. So maybe it's a genetic thing. Oh, that's weird. That I'm so obsessed with it. It's probably like some Jewish thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm stupid, bro. I'm so stupid, dude. Like, I forget shit constantly. I'm so, and I move slow, and I'm just, yeah. I it's just the information is fresh in my head. It's all that weed, bro. <laughs> I smoked way too much weed in the past. I did, but well, I'm I mean, six years sober now. I haven't had weed well, in six years. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I, you know, I mean. You know, one of the books that I read when I was in high school, because I, I was we were just having a conversation on someone's chat that um, I read this book in high school about about the history of marijuana and how like hemp was like the source of everything. And all these like wind sails, all these big ships were that everything was made out of hemp. And um, back back in the 30s, when it was made illegal, they, they kind of lumped it in with alcohol. But when they, you know, they got rid of prohibition that marijuana kind of stayed in that category of like you know one of the highest dangerous you know substances known to man but i was like they knew that if they kept it legal that they wouldn't be able to control people 
psychologically through all their propaganda as easily with marijuana because you you can't get in that hypnotic state like you can be slow and your mind will slow down but you 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 can articulate and you can process things a lot more, more efficiently when you when you do smoke pot you can shake off your high too like if you're right. stoned and you have to like get you can shake it off and i smoked a lot of weed yeah i know a lot about weed the constitution was written on hemp <laughs> and we could pay taxes it. we could pay taxes in with hemp hemp you can i you can probably power cars with that you can just so hemp and cannabinoids they're so good for you i still like cbd because it doesn't have the psychoactive element to it with the thc right and i don't see anything wrong with smoking weed but what i find interesting is what you just said i never thought about that alcohol was illegal weed made illegal but then they made alcohol legal which is the number one thing for killing abuse all these things jeffrey dahmer when he was eating all these people and murdering them then he went into court and he was clinically sane he wasn't insane so mm-hmm. this is a sane guy but he was under alcohol where he was doing all these crazy murders and eating the people and weed they kept it illegal which isn't even a harmful like substance at all yeah i don't do, i don't do it because i like it way too much and i'll do it all day <laughs> And I'll get nothing done. <laughs> yeah. And my videos would suck. Because <laughs> I'd be like, yo, this video is so good, bro. Fucking post it. And it wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of people who, who are super intelligent. That they, they need weed in order to, like, you know, function. Because otherwise they're just running on, on, you know, too many gears all at once. <laughs> weed is, like... But, oh, so what I wanted to get to as well is they're making it legal now, but it's taxed. And who, where are we getting this weed from? Like it's all altered. It, it's all altered. It, there, that's a whole conspiracy video. I want to do something on maybe in the future, or maybe you do it. Or, but like how they have altered the plants as well, genetically modified them, so it's not the original cannabinoid. And people who smoke it say they get even more paranoid and just what are they spraying on it like what's going on with it it's not organically grown in your closet it's definitely different than the stuff that i smoked when i was like younger like now like it will just lay me out and i feel wasted versus like the stuff when i smoked when i was like in high school where you know i would feel high and and wasted but it didn't make me feel like i was losing complete control of like my senses and my body and like you know like 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 i had what was it a couple weeks ago i had one of these like gummies and it knocked me on my ass and like threw up (laughs) like it was just too strong even though it was only like i think it was 15 milligrams i think which which is a lot for me because I, I don't smoke that much. Like I, I'm not one of those functioning smokers. <laughs> yeah. So I would smoke like seven blunts a day, which was a hundred dollars worth of weed every wow. single day from 14 to Dude. 21. And then I wanted to get sober. And so I moved to California 
and it, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get sober there because they had legal pot. You could go to the yeah. store and get it. I if went you to had California to be sober. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It didn't work out. Right. My friend had a card, and I would get a little bit of it, and I'd smoke it, and I'd be so scared. I was like, "There's going to be an earthquake. There's going to be a." I was so terrified. So this is connecting dots for me too, because how could I smoke so much at one time? and then go to California where it's in a taxed legal operation. Right. Where's this coming from? And I'm having way different feelings. Yeah. It's, it's all part of the mind control. You know, it, it, it's nuts. How Pablo Escobar used to smoke weed all day long while he went on his killing rampages. So people are like, weed is a positive love drug. But I'm like, yo, Pablo Escobar used to smoke weed 24 seven and chop people's arms off in the pool and push them in a pool and just crazy stuff like that. Dang. Yeah. I guess it, it desensitizes you if you want it to, you know, wow. Crazy when you mix in narcissism with weed and <laughs> Yeah, I think the alcohol is where I've had so much narcissistic bosses and being in my field of work, because I was never on the camera, I would film people and they would get famous, a lot of these people, and I would film them and just their grandiosity and who they are. I'm like, who the hell, who am I filming? Like being behind the scenes. Probably like a producer probably gets this all the time when they're recording rappers. They're like, what the heck is this person saying? You know, it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. It affected me a lot than the culture. So since you've been doing this, cause you haven't really been doing these videos for very long. What, what do you think has been your most interesting story or subject or celebrity that you've covered talked about? That's a good question. <laughs> um, well, before I started getting all my channels removed, I was talking about the, the cell phone communication mm -hmm. companies and the towers and how it was being rolled out. That was very fascinating. I have all the military documents anyone can get by just Googling. Oh, I forget the name of it. It's slipping my head. It'll come back to me, but how they, we, America needs to roll out this whole cell phone communication system for national security because it's, it's a military weapon. Right. And other countries are way more developed with it that are not our allies. So it's a, they, there's a reason why they need to do it, but the reason they're telling us they're doing it is so I can get fast internet to watch only fans videos like <laughs> but that's not what it is it's and it's all true it's like not fake it's not false it's not a conspiracy it's like i make videos and that that video was very popular and it got removed mm -hmm. um but so that was very interesting when the pandemic happened just the symbology of the words that were coming out just the just society in general it i i wish i had a good answer i don't know <laughs> i <laughs> well, don't you know, know when you brought up um the the cell phone towers you know i be, i had been watching you know videos from like 
these professors that were going around the country talking about the dangers of these advanced cell phone towers around the country. And they've been trying to, you know, change that for, for many, many years. And they've had no success, you know, especially putting these, these advanced te- uh, cell phone towers next to schools. And that has never stopped. I mean, the school where I work at, I mean, there's a freaking 5g tower right there. And, uh, I try not to use that word. Yeah. <laughs> That's why a lot of things that I say, I pussyfoot around the word because I want to be smarter than the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's no accident how all this rollout, like I contacted freaking, you know, my phone company to try to get a iPhone 11 because I did not want an iPhone 12 because of that, that one word. And it, it was the, the hardest thing. Like I, like I finally got it resolved after a month of just eight hours worth of phone calls because they, they sent me the phone, I activated it and it was under the old company and there was this, this whole mess. And they were like, well, how about we just, you send the phone back. We'll give you some new ones. I'm like, well, I don't want the iPhone 12. I don't want that. You know? And then I tried to, so like, I just, tried to say, well, I don't want to spend $900 for your phone. Yeah. Isn't it like $999 or yeah, something? It's, it's just something ridiculous. It's like 666 backwards. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want this other phone. Cause I didn't want to tell them the truth that I didn't want the, the five, you know, other letter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it was such a pain in the butt and it's because I know that they're just trying to roll out and, and get everybody in the, in the world to be on this one spectrum. And then I got a letter like two weeks after I got the phone, I got a letter that they're going to disable the 4g LTE towers in June of 2023. And they haven't even made that public yet. Yeah. They're, you're not going to be able to use the older phones. They right. won't work. So they moving on the system. I don't know what's going to happen. Like we're going to have to get these like old freaking 2g satellite phones that you know these satellite phones don't really exist they're just on an old bandwidth and uh that's really how we're going to be able to communicate with you know real truthers because you know 5g is uh you know just part of the whole new system <laughs> i keep saying yeah if you look at the social credit scoring in china every mm-hmm. single buddy everybody pays with their cell phone because they're way more advanced like i went to singapore a couple years ago for a mm-hmm. bitcoin conference and I was there, I was like, whoa, this place is so advanced. It makes America, I came back here. I was like, I live in a third world country, even though it's nice here, but I'm just saying that they're way more advanced in technology and infrastructure there that nobody has cash anymore. Everyone pays with their phone. So this is the system that they're setting up for America. So during the lockdown, there was a national coin shortage. And the first thing that they put in the bill, the like relief bill, was a digital currency. Let's set up this digital currency. So everybody's going to be paying with their phone in the future, just like how it is in Asia. Yeah. And the way that they're setting it up is that it's not so much that we're going to have a social credit. I mean, like social, I forgot the phrase you just said. Yeah, social credit score. Yeah. But they're, they're doing it in a way where it's like the, the vax versus the anti-vax. So if, if you're fully vaccinated, you get free access and you get all the benefits and you get to go anywhere you want. 
and then everyone else is going to have to stay home. It's like too bad. And that's how they're going to reward people in our society is that once they once they get everybody, all the corporations to just, you know, join up in this this agenda. I mean, that that's what's going to happen. So I'm a little nervous about my occupation and, you know, like it's the governor is trying really hard to like prevent all that stuff from happening. But, you know, I, I think it's still but it's just a show. And, you know, it's the illusion of freedom, but the corporations are going to band together and like demand it for, for our safety. So have you heard of Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad? No, no, I haven't. He's a, he's a writer and he wrote the book, rich dad, poor dad. And he talks about how there's two different types of people, somebody who wants job security, right? and someone who is more risk orientated and if you have this job security i get the paycheck i get the pension i get all this it's all an illusion there's no such thing as security that it's good to have different hustles and like we live in a time where we can make podcasts make dope videos and figure out ways to sell a book sell a product sell patreon or whatever it is so there's ways to have multiple sources of income coming in Mm -hmm. because i was working at a job for the security so i had the security and then i had my side hustles where i would do music videos and then i started making um the donut content and selling the book so like I'm always doing these other hustles. So I have multiple source streams of income coming in. Right. And I would do crypto trading. I made more money doing the crypto trading than I did in anything. So like if I wrote a profession, like technically I'm a crypto trader (laughs) in a sense, which is really stupid. But um, (laughs) what I'm trying to get at is that we live in a time where it's good to just, you know, have side hustles to to build. So now I don't do job anymore. I just focus on the donut thing. Yeah. As well. It's no, good. And hope my cryptos go up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I want to do less of this job. Like, you know, this whole past year has been kind of like I've had more freedom to like do more research, like, do want to write a book? You know, my wife, she wants to write a book about herself. And so I want to write that. And there's like all these like little things that I want to, I've always, you know, been trying to like, you know, invest time into, cause I want to tear myself away from this whole mainstream, you know, narrative and not be dependent on what they give us because they're just going to pull it away from us. You know, it's just like, you know, Bitcoin. I I don't know where the future lies and all that, and how secure it's going to be, but I do think it is going to be the future. You know, what what, what do you think about it? I think everything is going to work out just the way it's supposed to. So there's <laughs> no need to worry about your job or anything because it all always works out. Everything it will be fine, and that's like the thing. So I, what I do today is I just find what's my highest excitement and have faith. I have faith. I've been broke for so long. There was days 
when I was trying to start donut before mm -hmm. the conspiracy stuff, I wouldn't eat for days for one, two days. I wouldn't eat. And it was really, I've already done that. Like, I'm not scared yeah. of that. It's, uh, and it all works out. I'm always taken care of by God and whatever that is to anybody or universe or whatever it is. And so it all, it all going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that's a good attitude to have because they, you know, part of the reason why I think they allow the conspiracies to do what the, you know, conspiracy theorists to do what they do, because that it does create a sense of fear <clears throat> because if you fall into it and you digest every word for word and it, it does create some kind of like fear mentality. So they allow it. And, um, <clears throat> to an extent. So I do think that I, I try to look on the bright side of things and I am looking for avenues of getting out of my current position, but I'm not letting it scare me to a point where I'm jumping ship and, and getting rid of everything that's part of my life. I'm just minimize, minimizing our expenditures and just being a little more, you know, cautious. Like we, we, you know, we're prepping at the same time and we're, we're wanting to, to like grow a garden and like, you know, be able to live off the grid if that ever arises, you know? So at the same time, not letting it, that, that fear engulf us in like, you know, like cower, like freaking, you know, little weaklings. <laughs> Cause you can't yeah. let it get to you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I worked for that a prepper channel for last eight years, you know? So, I mean, I bought bullets, food, all this, <laughs> I mean, eight years ago and now all of it's worth so much more money or whatever, but there's no sense of security in anything. There's no such thing as like, it's like, no. dude, I'm just gonna, I, I love the Tao De Chang. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. It's like an old, old book of like, it's like Buddhist sort of, but like, I, what, whatever I, brings you peace. It brings me peace because I can yeah. let go. It, it helps me just let go and let God where I'm not in control of anything, but you said, Oh, that's a good attitude to have. I am in control of my attitude and right. my actions. Faith without works is dead. That comes from the Bible. So I'll show up and I'll do the work. And then the results are not up to me. They're up to God. So like, I want to pay my rent this month. I'm going to do the work and whatever happens, happens. It's easier said than done. It's a practice and it's not something that anyone can do perfectly because we're all human and all that. But it definitely letting go is one of the biggest tools I have in my spiritual toolkit mm -hmm. to just get through the madness of day-to-day -day life, especially covering topics that we do. It's like, yeah, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out, am I desensitized from it? Or if I just let go absolutely with it and knowing, Hey, I have no control. Like what are the Illuminati is going to try to control the world. Am I going to like stop them? Like, I don't, I don't no. think so. I'm just gonna, I am interested in learning about it. I like keep, I like to keep learning. I think learning is fun. Yeah. I, I definitely love learning. Like I've come, I mean, since the lockdown, I've discovered so many things like, you know, I discovered that the earth was flat. I mean, like that opened up a whole spectrum of information for me. 
I, I think discovering that the, that the earth is the way it is and them hiding it. And you understand why they're hiding the, the, the shape of the earth and why they want us to think that we're in this infinite space and we're just a speck of dust, you know, flying through infinite space. Because if we believe that we're just a speck of dust, you know, then, then we're nothing. We're, we're nothing more than anything else that's out there. And so our, our importance is me- meaningless. And so if you think that this is the only life you'll ever have, and there's nothing beyond this life, then, then this life is just chaos. And no matter what happens to us is, is meaningless. And so that's why people are you're easily manipulated and how we're able to, to just ingest porn and, and do all this stuff that you have no respect for life. You know, you have, you have no respect for, for other human beings. And so when you see someone get hurt, you don't give a shit. You're entertained because you, you live in a, in a, a I don't like to say God anymore because I kind of know that it's Yahovah now, but you know, that that's another thing that I discovered is like who, who, who our creator is. And so he has a name now. And so th- th- there's like little things like that. You just have this like, deep deeper understanding and so like you know all these like globers and scientists and people who are part of the mainstream they just kind of like look down at people who who believe in 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 a creator and mock us because they've they've pushed that part of um at they they push the creator out of their lives and so they deserve kind of what they get but that's why i i want to leave this up on youtube and not not just flock to rockfin where we're just kind of preaching to our own you know we're we're virtue signaling to our own base basically so if, if i can stay on youtube and wake up a few people more before i get kicked off of here permanently you know i i want to take some people with us and and d- discover that there is more to this life than than what's on television because it's just mind control bullshit all the ancient people knew that the earth was flat. It was not even like a question. Yeah. Like every single culture. I was asking, my friend is a rabbi and I'm like, yo, the firmament, tell me about it. <laughs> you know? And he says, oh, it's a, it's more like a metaphor for consciousness. And that's what I came up with too, before I asked him, but he thinks the earth is round and I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Listen to what you're going to say now, because yeah. you're obviously not even following what the Torah said or whatever. Like, but it, I, I don't know, man. The Georgia Guidestone has a little hole in it, and it goes to Polaris, right? The star that doesn't move; all the right. other stars move. And why is the moon and the sun the exact same size? And they say that the sun is billions of miles away and the moon is pretty close but they're the same size it doesn't make any sense <laughs> right you know in and, and there's the the whole um i forgot what it's called but it's in uh i forgot what it, it's in the middle east somewhere and it's where all the like i think it's a muslim religion they all gather and then they it's, there's this black square and it's, yeah. and it points to Polaris, the, the North Star. Really, and, and uh, it's been there since uh, 683 BC BCE. 
So it's been there a lot longer than the, it's been pointing at the North Star way longer than the Georgia Guidestones. And that's definitive proof that we aren't moving. And, you know, there, there would be some evidence of parallax if we were moving through space. You know, and then, you know, these scientists, they, they try to like tell us like, oh, we're on a 23.5 degree axis. And that's why we're, we're able to see the same star, you know, and every 30,000 years, it changed to, it changes to another star. I'm like, well, have you observed that yourself? Have you looked through a telescope and, and watched the, the North star since you were a kid? Cause I did, I used to lay on the ground and watch the sky and, and watch planes fly over and the, the and watch the the vapor trails disappear within minutes not stay there all day long i mean the, there's just shit that's been happening and that i've noticed since i was a kid that anybody can observe you know it just takes a long time to put it all together <laughs> and you're telling me that we can we can see what's billions and billions of light light years light years away yeah but we don't know what 70% of the ocean has underneath it on our own earth <laughs> right we don't even know what's underneath the ocean oh yeah that cube it's called the the kaaba it's the cube in the city of mecca it, it was uh created it was built in 608 ce so that's the current era so it's interesting because i was raised jewish right and i'm very open-minded though so i you know will question everything and the Muslims have the black cube that they do the circle around. And what I'm learning is, you know, the black cube is Saturn. Even the Jews, we have Whoa. to fill in. Yeah, we have to fill in, which we wrap and it's a black cube too. And you put it on your forehead and your arm. It's the black cube as well, which goes back to Saturn as well. Oh, wow. And even like the circle that they do around it like the muslims they do around it it looks like a saturn right and the jews we do the hava nagila at the hava nagila at the and then we put on the bar mitzvah throw you up on the chair whatever but we're going in that circle too and i think this has something to do with just humans in general too that we like to do these weird circles and I mean, even the moon and the sun, they move in a circle around the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Not that we're spinning around them, they're moving around us. And if you go to a punk rock show, the mosh pit is a natural, it goes in a circle too, just like how everything, I just think it, that's kind of interesting, just seeing how that all works I like mean, that. It, it's a natural thing of, of life. I mean, the, the sky circles around the earth, you know? And so we just naturally want to <laughs> travel in a circle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like, I, I like the flat earth stuff. It, it, I, what I like about it is how defensive people get when you bring it up, you bring yeah. it up, they'll start laughing. They'll start think you're crazy. Their eyes will get all big. Like you actually believe that stuff. And I'm yeah. like, have you ever been to space? Have you looked yourself? He's like, no, the scientists, they say it's a religion. Science is a religion. And so, science are always proven wrong every decade or so. So All you the, believe a bunch of people who you've never met and you've never looked at the data yourself. And yet you believe exactly what they, you're, they're telling you. 
when you can just observe i mean half the stuff that's that you know these flat earth um, theories have come up with i mean you can observe yourself and you, you you don't need a lot of technology you don't need a rocket to fly in space to to prove i mean we've had plenty of balloons up there that that are able to go 120,000 feet and you can see the horizon rise up to the, to, to the level of the camera, which is your eye level. And it's still perfectly flat. And the only reason why we see any curvature is because they they're using, you know, these fisheye lenses, you know? And yeah. The fisheye lenses. And also we can't see curvature. We think we do, but then you have a camera and you zoom in and it's just endless. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think Antarctica on the other side is just an advanced civilization that has not that doesn't want anything to do with us? I you know, honestly, I don't know. You know, there is this whole theory that the the moon is an actual map of the earth. Yeah, and, that's what Michelle was talking about. Yeah. And the the cartographers throughout the you know the centuries oh, they no, don't no no Michelle wasn't my friend uh sweets was talking about this to me how the moon is a map of the earth can you tell me more about this because that's so fascinating i don't know enough about it um i I don't think a lot of people know a lot about it either i don't even dig this video this guy named irwan irwan annan he created a video and he was the the sole purpose person who had came up with this theory i don't know where he got his research from he could be a CIA operative from DARPA. Who knows? But he had all this information that suggests that that you know he kind of like mapped out how the the tra- trajectory of the sun and how it moves every twenty one hundred years and how we kind of move through this like you know the ages, you know, like the the age of Aquarius, the age of Scorpio, and how and. I, I met a scientist a couple of years ago and he, he did say that that the the North Pole is moving, but it's at such a slow rate of speed that it's hard to detect, you know, how how much time we have left. But we're in a new age. And so the reason why the, the, the polar ice caps are melting, it's because the position of the sun is progressively moving. But to the human eye, we can't really detect it. You know, we would have to have the technology. We'd have to have like scientists sit at the North Pole and measure every single day. And they, they probably do know. They just don't tell the public. But it, it would make sense why, you know, probably, I mean, if the Earth has been around for hundreds of thousands of years, that it could have taken a couple of hundred thousand years for for the, the sun to take a full circle of you know of the moon if if the moon is truly a map then everything does move and there was a vast civilization that was here prior and they were completely wiped out because the sun changed positions around the entire circle of the earth so i mean you're gonna have to send you the link to this video it's called the lost um the lost history of flat earth and it's five and a half hours but it'll keep you busy it, oh, it's, dope. It, it's freaking mind-blowing like i was driving on my way back uh, with my wife from cleveland and we had about six and a half hours left and we we're like well and then this video popped up i'm like let's watch it we got five and <laughs> we got at That's least cool five that and you and your wife 
can watch videos like that together. Yeah. You're very uh, lucky. Yeah. In, in when I discovered that the earth was flat, I was worried about that because, you know, it's hard to change people's minds if you don't know how to articulate what you're thinking and feeling and you know something that you know, but you know how to put it in words. And when we were moving from California, I had her watch this mo uh, video by the Pillar of Truth and it was um, and it was it was it was very preachy, it was very religious, but it was a great introduction to what I thought and felt about about our our plane. And uh, she, we, we didn't have service between like New Mexico and like the border of Texas. So she's like, okay, she, cause we had CB radios cause we didn't have a cell phone signal. And she's like, I'm going to watch that video now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she started watching it. And, and then uh, a few hours later, she's like, oh, wow. I, I can see exactly why this makes sense because you know, they're, the government's just been hiding everything from us. The education system is all a part of it. I mean, there is everything that that has been laid out for us since the, the mid 1800s. I mean, if you look all the way back to the beginning of, of you know, the the um, the expositions, the, the world fairs, I mean, they were conditioning people from then from then on. And, you know, like through Michelle Gibson's research about, you know, the orphan trains and how they, you know, put everybody in these camps and like these orphan you know, asylums and they were re-educating these kids and they were just creating this new narrative. And that that's all it took. It's just, you know, you change, you change history through just two generations. That's all you need. I mean, the Michelle the, Gibson go hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, hard. you know, the, the Nazis did it through their propaganda and they did it through their re-education. And, you know, once the kids rolled enough to carry a weapon they were they were just gung-ho to go to war you know and they didn't they didn't know any better because that was all that they had before them is what they were taught so, yeah and the book burning yeah they did as well and we see that today with social media deplatforming censoring shadow banding it's digital book burning it's just rewriting history <laughs> yeah and they're doing that now i mean if you notice like you know, when, when the, the lockdowns were happening, like the, the first things that, that closed were the libraries. And so we had no access to books, you know, and everything is now digital. So they can, they can little by little, they can change history, you know, just by going to Wikipedia. And <laughs> Even the Bible was altered by the ruler of the time, King James, right? He changed right. it. I guess he took out the book of enoch or something i don't know yeah 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 there, there, there's so much <laughs> we, like we could go for telephone we, we could talk for 10 hours and not get to everything <laughs> yeah michelle lives close by me um nice. two hours away so i was planning on visiting her sometime this month and towards the end of the month and she said that she'll show me some ancient Nice. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah she, listening to her stuff it got me to like be aware of like my surroundings like when i went to san antonio i discovered that a lot of these the the city was much older than what they tell us mm -hmm. like even before the alamo was built in like 1718 that there's evidence that these buildings and structures have been here long before 
in that the Alamo was really set up to protect these ancient or uh, these ancient structures in that the Alamo, I mean, they, they make it look like it was just like, you know, a city block that they were protecting, but that wall stretched. If you look, they, they tell us like, you can't take pictures inside the Alamo, but you look at the map in the wall, the, the fortress fortress walls, they go all the way to the edge of the, of the rivers. And I'm like, this is not what we're seeing outside. This is completely different. So the map inside the Alamo itself shows exactly what it's protecting. It's protecting these old structures like like the the post office. It, it looked like it was built hundreds of years before the official building of, of those buildings. And then the building directly uh, behind it was an asylum before it was a hospital. So just all this like weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird. It's crazy. <laughs> and then to see it with my own eyes, I'm like, you know, all these street levels and, and you know, they, they claim that, you know, that they they were built that way. I'm like, nobody in their right mind would build a, a structure with windows half, you know, all the way to the to the street level. Like no, but no contractor in their right mind would ever do that. Like that doesn't like make any she- sense talks about golf courses too how the golf courses are doing this as well that's yeah. just it's so in her research is very interesting yeah yeah it's crazy but we're going on two hours um, oh nice i could feel it i could feel the two hours it was uh, thank you so much for talking to me i'm happy that we got to be friends now and connect yeah. and all that yeah I, I was worried that we wouldn't have as much stuff to talk about but you know, you, you're just really easy to talk to. And I hope other people reach out to you and, you know, and I, and I can't wait for your ne- other ne- your next videos. Cause it's a uh, very opening. you know, I think, I think it's very entertaining that you're, you know, you, you attack uh, all these like celebrities and like, you know, e- even like Trump and all this stuff, it, everyone needs to be exposed for what they are. Cause it, it's all a deception. You know, people need to wake up and the way that you, just your style of videos is very appealing to a very certain type of people that we all used to hang out in L.A. And you appeal to, you know, people on this side of our, our awakening. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mixture of storytelling and truth. It makes I feel like it makes learning fun. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, learning is fun. I didn't do great in school, but I love learning. And I think that's because it, school teaches a lot of unspiritual stuff. They tell the kids that they are hyperactive and have ADD and put them on medication. So they'll sit in their desk and do nothing, but maybe they're just bored because they want to learn something spiritual, you know? Right. So I feel like mixing uh, the imagination with the truth and all of this. It's just a way to express myself too. It's fun. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I think education like takes the fun out of learning because the, you know, they try to complicate everything with math. They, they divide our, our country of intellectuals by math because a lot of us are very articulated in, 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 in language, but not so articulated in, in math mathematics but we have to be good in both in order to advance in in education and it's doing a disservice so instead of nurturing our talents and treating everybody at 
you know, you know, uh, focusing on, on what we're good at. They try to make everybody equal and the same. And that is an intentional destruction of our, of our culture is by making everybody do the same thing, but we're not freaking robots. You know? Yeah. My favorite class was history. I loved history because history is stranger than fiction and you know, learn about the great depression and just all that. I love that. And all the history teachers were always way different than all the other teachers. So all the history teachers, they had an edge to them, every single one. Like I remember I had a history teacher and he taught the whole class how to like, if someone's attacking you, how to like kill them pretty much. Like he thought, I'm like, why is this guy, he's not supposed to teach us this, but he just did it anyway. And just, I, I loved that. And it made learning fun. And I like broadcast journalism as well, where, which I'm doing now in a sense, doing videos. And I remember every teacher hated me because I was rebellious. And this teacher, broadcast journalism teacher, she hated me. And she brought me outside of the class. And she says, look, Alex, I don't like you. But your video, every single teacher in the school came up to me and asked who did it. And I just thought you should know that. And so that's how I knew I should stick with my video production. And that's all I've done my whole life is videos. I mean, if they were being really honest and they were telling the truth and there was no secret agenda, they wouldn't have an issue with you putting out videos about them, you know, but the truth is that they don't, they don't even believe what they're, what they're preaching. I mean, I I think some of them are so indoctrinated and so brainwashed and, and they're so dead asleep that they believe every word that they say and because uh, some of the people I work with, man, they're just like, they're so far gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you probably learn patience. Yeah. So I, I kind of use my senses to detect who I can talk to and who I can't. And usually it's the people who aren't wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are, I live in Arizona where it's hot and people wear masks outside at, in 111 degrees outside like and i'm like you're not around anybody but you're still wearing it's crazy yeah but thank you um so are you going to uh chop this up a little bit or how um i'm gonna leave it as raw as possible um, Nice. yeah i thought it came out nice raw yeah like except I, for some of my like uh the, the, like where i get lost in my head but uh, we all do that I, I, I felt very comfortable doing I think that's the, the, the beauty of long form is that, you know, you hear the imperfections and that's what attracts me to it more mm-hmm. is that it's not edited and it's not perfect. You know, I get, I get so tired of watching mainstream television because it's all, it's so, so controlled. phony and controlled yeah. and edited. And, There's yeah. nothing genuine about what you're watching. It's like, mm-hmm. you can tell that they don't believe what they're saying. You can mm-hmm. tell. And then you can tell when they are like, you know, they're, they're really into it and, and what they're saying because they are revealing like a little speck of truth. And, and I, I, I think there was, I don't even remember half their names, like the show hosts, because I don't watch it ever. 
you know so whenever people mention like some show i'm like oh, I, I haven't watched i haven't watched mainstream television since january <laughs> and you know I, I was watching uh like a preseason football game and i almost feel guilty watching a bit it's like this guilty pleasure that i have but it's the least indoctrinated even though i know that you know football is all part of conditioning it's all part of like you know there's so many rules in in the sport you know if, if you really break it down like you get penalized for every little thing that that happens you know you can't there's no freedom in the game everything's controlled there's there's penalties just flying everywhere you go everywhere you know every play and so it it kind of like bleeds into real life it's like they want you to be conditioned to well, you can't just do anything you want because there's there's repercussions for, you know, living life. You know, you, you can't run a stop sign because, you know, you're, you know, there's some kind of penalty for it. <clears throat> but I, I ran one today. <laughs> I ran a stop, oh, a stop sign. <laughs> I was at a stoplight and there was no cars there. And I was like, why am I controlled by a light? And I just drove through it. Yeah. There was no cars. It was a totally open intersection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like dangerous. It was like last night I was uh, just about to run a red light because it was, you know, I had, I had a little bit of time. But then I, and after I stopped, I looked over and there was a cop and I'm like, well, it's a good thing I freaking stopped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was stopped for like 10 seconds and there was no one. It was empty. Arizona, very big roads. You could see everything. Nobody's there. And I'm just like, I'm controlled by a light. To yeah. Tell me when to go. And there's no one around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, football, that it's all set up. It's all not even real. It's just yeah. to fix games like boxing and baseball. It's all fixed. Yeah. I think you were the one that pointed out the uh, the uh, the compass, the geometric yeah. compass. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like the whole baseball field is the square and compass of uh, secret society of Freemasonry, and it's how it was designed. And each person is a guard. Like they have guards at the doors of their ceremonies, and there's three strikes and three out, three strikes and three outs, thirty three. There's a lot of secret society symbolism. symbols in it mm -hmm. yeah good stuff man god if you're yeah. watching this for the first time you've never heard of donut factory you got to check out his video subscribe to his channel subscribe to his patreon uh, all the links will be down in the description so definitely check him out thank you but uh thank you so much for coming on the show i think we should probably close this out yes been... yes thank you for your time yeah <laughs> 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 all right man we'll, we'll we'll talk soon we got our numbers and uh hopefully i can get out to arizona because I, I i definitely want to go to michelle's um she's at she's got a speaking event next uh next june or may i think it's in may but uh, i want to make a trip yeah, let's there. go we'll both go and we'll i we'll go get some lunch and dinner and hang out yeah man Maybe Sounds we'll get good. a dope cabin and some or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> go get some donuts. <laughs> yeah, go get some of those <laughs> vegan donuts they got out there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. You take care of yourself and uh thanks for reaching out. Yep. Have a good day. God bless you. you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of KGUP Presents. 
Be sure to follow Alex of Donut Factory by clicking the links in the, in the description. And if you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. I know I haven't been doing a whole lot of shows that, that I'd like to do, but I'm not going to stop either. If I have a show worth doing, mark my words, I'm going to find time to do it. And if you're interested in being a part of the show or you want to be a guest, just talk to me, send me an email to info at kgup1065.com. I promise I will read it and respond. And I, I read all of your comments and I appreciate all the patronage and support. And if you love this show, you can support us by purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or sling bag. Just go to uh, www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop. The links are also in the description. 100% of the profits go back into running this show and the radio station, KGUP FM Emerge Radio. You can check it out right now by uh, saying Google, ask KGUP FM to play. Or if you have Alexa, just say, Alexa, play KGUP FM. Um, we're on about 18 different uh, radio networks. Also, if you like listening to this show, um, we're playing on like 18 different podcast uh, platforms. So check it out. Um, you know, I, I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of the shows that I like uh, through podcasts, but mostly through, uh, you know, YouTube and, and uh, Rockfin. But, um, you know, everybody's different and uh, I definitely appreciate all your support and watching this show. So, again, thanks for watching uh, KGUP Presents. Until next time, this is Mikey J. I'm out.